0: You're listening to the Denver Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by Rico, your local guide for all things real estate investing in Colorado. Hey everyone, welcome to our first webinar series and our six-part series for the ultimate guide to house hacking Colorado. So this is webinar one in our six-part series. I want to give you a quick overview. This is a foundational one. This is House Hacking 101. It's going to give you the high level overview about the market and how to make house hacking work for your strategy. So this is chapter one in the series. And then we have five more webinars over the next five weeks. So attend those live or catch the recordings. Next week is financing and learn the best low down payment strategies. You'll see one day where we had the investor put about $3,500 all in to buy the property. Yes. $3,500, $3,500, so we'll go through a lot more detail on those strategies next week. Then a detailed one on house hacking in Colorado, Denver, Pueblo Springs, Four Collins. We'll give you the roadmap across the front range. Then we're gonna do some live house hacking deal underwriting. What variables do you use? How do you underwrite it? And what do you look for at 5 6% interest rates? Then we move on to two ones that a lot of people don't talk about. You just closed your property. What the hell do you do now? Uh, and then the sixth one is how to build your house hack stack because getting to real estate house hacking it's all a chess game. And the house hack stack is our term for having multiple house hacks work together, and then pivot from you know low down payment rental properties, and have the next five or ten years you can turn those into a portfolio that actually help you achieve financial freedom. So very excited about here. As we do this webinar and all the other ones, if you guys have questions, please type in the chat box. If you listen to the recording, reach out with questions. We wanna keep it engaged. We wanna keep it conversational. uh, And so we enjoy questions and comments. So don't be shy. All right, so to give you a quick preview of our lineups and our host, uh, my name is Chris Lopez. I'm the founder of the Envision Advisors and also the podcast host of the Denver Investment Real Estate Podcast. And I've got two House hackers and house hacking experts here from the Envision Advisors. Uh, so, the first co host is Ben Einspar. What's up, Ben? Chris
1: Lopez, how you doing?
0: Doing really good. So, Ben's uh, actually been a house hacking client, now turned Envision Advisors house hacking specialist, and also does house hacking, short term rentals, and medium term rentals. So, advisor, uh, gridded operations, and I think you're on your third house hack now? Correct. Third house hack. So, got some experience there. And our other co-host, Mr. Jeff White. And Jeff is another client-turned-specialist uh, and agent here at the Envision Advisors. Jeff, what's up?
2: I'm living the dream, Chris. This is uh what's all about right here.
0: Oh, when people see your <laughs> house act stack, they'll definitely see oh, what do you man. mean by the dream here because... Uh, Even before Jeff joined, uh, so quick background, Jeff, about, I think, five years ago, we helped Jeff buy his, I think, second house hack, Uh, and he was just uh, an investor, non-agent then. Then after, I think, two or three more, you got your license, and all through that time, we're like, hey, Jeff White, he's the poster (laughs) child for (laughs) house hack stacks. This guy bought a house hack every year, sometimes a little before every year, Mark, and uh, is a great resource. So uh, we have an amazing panel here. We have a very diversified panel in looking at financing, house hacking operations, basically everything you need to do to buy your first house hack or buy your next one. So starting off with the basics, what is house hacking? And that sentence up there says it all. It is the simplest way to achieve financial freedom. And I would actually say the simplest and probably one of the least sexy ways to achieve finance for freedom in real estate, because real estate, we often see amazing, hey, I was living in a van, now a year later, I have 400 units, or I went from zero to hero in you know 18 months. Um, and of course, there's always those success stories, but those are you know point 0.1%. And for every one of those, there's probably 100 people that did not achieve their dream or their goals. And house hacking is just a very simple, effective way for really any investor and almost any marketing condition to go out there. And if you follow a, a pretty simple and boring roadmap, in five or 10 years, you're gonna be Jeff White Jr.
1: Um, <laughs> you did a great part. I mean, simple is good. Yeah. That's, keep it simple, that's why I got into it.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, all it is is where you buy a property, you live in it, and you get to use a low down payment. So we like to say you're buying and living in a future rental property. This is not your dream home. This is not your forever home. This is a property that you're living in. And it's a means to end where you can hopefully put very little cash down to buy the property. You can live for free or do your living expenses if that's your goal. But the most important thing is, it's when you move out after a year or two and turn it to a rental. That is the key and that is the power. Um, so we'll go through a lot more of those details on there as we jump through this. But uh, I mean, that's the basics of house hacking. And then here's like, Literally, the million-dollar question, or probably what's the average price point now, the $600,000 yeah. question in the room? Uh, we're in an interest rate environment of you know, mid-fives to low-sixes right now, and that probably will be for the, for the near future, or if that's the new future, in 5 to 6% interest rates. Does it make sense to house that in today's market? Jeff.
2: Yes, indeed. I would say that to <laughs> under-exaggerate, right? I don't yes. Know. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> and this perfect example of a client of mine that closed last year in October. It was a young professional that just wanted to do the rent-by-room strategy. Very simple. Um, and he wanted to put as little money down as possible. So I introduced him to this grant loan program. And with that... We found him a half million dollar house, all fixed up, rent ready condition, beautiful place, needed nothing. Um, he was able to get it all in out of his own pocket, thirty four hundred dollars. So that's thirty four thousand or thirty four? Thirty four hundred. So three comma four zero
1: zero. Down payment. Everything. Whole cow. Yeah, to buy a half million dollar asset. How many properties did this client have to walk before they found this property?
2: Uh, probably seven, eight properties pretty quick.
0: And then what I want to highlight here is, I mean, so half a million dollar price point, that's a pretty common price point for house hacking, but it's a 5.95% interest rate. So say 6% for easy math. That's what we're seeing in January, February, and quarter one here. And while they're living there, they are living for free and probably netting about what, $100, $200 a month in cash flow. Yep.
2: Yeah. And just dealing with a few roommates and the day he moves out, then he'll, his cash flow goes from about 200 bucks a month to a thousand or more dollars a month. So it's just absolutely amazing. And deals still work in this market. Even in these interest rates is a perfect example of a standard six bedroom house.
0: Yeah. And this is, I mean, I'll say the, the extreme where this was kind of, you know, peak at high interest rates, uh, about the lowest down payment we'll ever see for a house hack. There's a couple in this three dollars to $5,000 range, but this is about the lowest all-in we'll see. Uh, and it still works at a 6% interest rate with some creative living strategies. And mm-hmm. But that meets the investor's goals, uh, which is how we make it a win-win. And then, Ben, I know All you right. have an Airbnb
1: house hack case study. Yep, let's call it a short-term rental case study. So this, this client, um, it's a young investor couple that still wanted a house hack, but wanted to maintain their privacy. So we are able to get them under contract in September of 2022 with the traditional house hack style house with the separate um, income suite that they're going to rent out as a short-term rental while they're living there. So Aqua's total cost of the house was just under $590,000 and interest rate, 6.25% interest rate.
0: Yeah, six and a quarter. I mean, that is... Kind of feeling like normal now, but that's high from this that's, time last year. What's sort of yeah, <laughs>
1: If you tell me that in March of 2020 that they, we could make it work, I yeah. just like, pro- yeah. prove me wrong. Yeah, and th- and these this 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 young couple did. So moving forward, um, so down payment twenty five thousand dollars, repairs to get the basement uh, Airbnb ready and ready to go, and add a few walls to uh, make sure they have their privacy. and then furnishings $10,000. So total cost is $51,000. And so then while they're living there, um, they're going to be receiving about $2,500 from Airbnb. They are just in the process of finishing up their listing. So this is projected through AirDNA. With that number, for their mortgage while they're living there after income and expenses is uh, $1,900.
0: Yeah. Nice. So, I mean, there you can see like it is working and these are from October, September. And I know we just closed on a bunch of properties in January, all pretty similar price points, interest rates, and numbers. So even though these are four months ago, which can be a long time in this interest rate environment, it's about the same. And that's what we're seeing right now. So uh, there's the details short answers. Yes. It works in a day's market. Um, so a couple questions here. Uh, someone oh. said, which market are these properties in? I think they, uh, we got, we just had a disconnect here. Which properties are these markets? And these are Denver MSA,
1: right? Yep. All of yep. these are Denver. Yep.
0: Okay. What's uh, just Denver and what the,
1: uh... so mine is, uh, to be specific Arvada, which is just Northwest of actual Denver County.
2: And my example was Westminster, which is also northwest yeah. of Denver County next to Arvada. Yep. So both Just in north the same of Arvada. spots, similar spots. Yeah.
0: And then someone said, what type of grant program? Uh, that is a special grant program that we have one lender that does it with. We'll talk about it next week and reach out to us. That is uh, one little part of the secret sauce we don't give away publicly, because uh, that is a, a very uh, good tool in our arsenal. And hold on one second. I'm having a... Are you seeing the screen on here, Jules? We didn't know, okay. Um, yeah, we'll kind of keep talking. I'll get the screen working here. We need some internet connection. So, Jeff, I'll let you talk about this, while I get the slides working here, but give us an overview about house hacking versus traditional investing, what it means in terms of like interest rate down payments, a couple of key things like this, because it's just astonishing.
2: Yeah, so this is where the true power lies when you separate the two, because... As a house hacker myself, you get the benefits of low down payments, lower interest rates, um, and basically into potentially a better property because you're moving into it versus the traditional investor like Chris that's not looking to house hack, just wants to live in his primary and buy investment properties. He has to bring a larger down payment, higher interest rates, and not really get the same benefits as me because I'm willing to sacrifice and move into a primary residence. And the big differences again are the down payment. It's five percent for me, 20 to 25% for Chris, if you're comparing the two. Uh, interest rate, even though Chris is putting way more money down as a twenty 20-25%, my interest rates will still be less because from a lender, they from their perspective, person that has a primary residence, even as a house hacker, we we'll get a lower interest rate because you're moving into it versus making it a rental, um buying it as a rental
1: property. Yeah. The, b- the biggest thing that I notice is they're b- both both avatars are are purchasing the same asset, but one is getting a lower interest rate, mm-hmm. and they're getting it for only five percent down yeah. versus twenty five percent down. That's why you see all these amazing returns for what you're getting for this low acquisition cost for these uh, assets.
2: So let me ask you this, Ben. So yeah. simple math.
1: Uh, oh, don't so don't, I, don't question my simple. Okay,
2: <laughs> so six hundred thousand dollars house, right? Yeah, five percent down, thirty thousand for yep. me, and then for you or Chris to buy that same house, it'd be twenty percent down. So now we're at one hundred and twenty grand. Yep. How much am I saving basically by just living in there versus you buying it as an investment? No,
1: I don't know a lot. <laughs> <laughs> ninety thousand. Ninety
2: thousand. Yeah. So ninety thousand dollars basically is the down, just the down payment. Um, and assume we have the same repairs and improvements and all that. So I could save that 90 grand and then one year later, repeat the process Mm -hmm. and saving 30 grand again, this is where the true power lies is repeating the process and then not having to come up with 20% down every single time because saving $120,000 or 90 grand extra the difference. There's a lot of money each year.: I can't So do that. that's the, where the true power lies is being willing to move every year and saving that you know living for free, of course, but saving that money and buying your next one and rinsing and
0: repeating that process. Yep. Great. And uh, for some reason, a little technical update here, the screen sharing is not working, so we have plan B in action. We share the slides and the handouts to download, and here in about two minutes, I'll be able to share, the, um, share a different version as well. And here it's working. Great. So now we have got uh, those slides working there. I believe we do. All right, so we'll keep talking while this gets loaded up, hopefully, and you can download the slides and hey, that's how you roll. Um, So we got five house hacking misconceptions. Um,
1: So you have to live for free for it to work. What do you say to that, Ben? That is 100% not the case. I'll use my story as a perfect example. So back in 2019, when we were looking for our first house hack, we were just wanting to uh, beat our current rent that we were paying. Our current rent at the time was uh, $1,500. So when we were running through analysis, that was our goal. After income and expenses, beat our rent. I think when we were analyzing, we found a property in Arvada that, was, that ended up being twelve. $100 after income and um, ended up working. So yes, you can make it work. All right. Living. Question number two, living with three of the roommates sounds like a
0: nightmare. And that's I say a, that as a 40-year-old person, so that does <laughs> sound like a nightmare right now to me.
2: <laughs> well, for you, Chris, and for all of us, we've all lived with roommates, whether it's been in college oh, yeah. or family members, and that that's, can be a true statement. But for house hacking, when you do it correctly and screen appropriately, you'll pick out the best of the best, and they'll keep your house in a great state of mind, basically, and respect your property versus your college days where there's a bunch of cups everywhere and someone's throw up and all that. So it's not that any- anymore. And it's not, that's not the reality. That's a, a huge
0: misconception. Great. And you don't have to have roommates if you don't want to. That's uh, misconception three, I don't have time to manage a short-term rental.
1: Terrible excuse. <laughs> I'm a full, uh, full-time job raising, a, raising a daughter just with a few systems that you put in place. It's not that hard to manage two, three, or four short-term rentals yourself. You want more information? Uh, click on this link. or we have a short-term rental course that we'll send to you and I'll add it to the comments as well to check
0: and, it out. And, uh, we do charge for it. It's also free to envision advisors, clients. If you don't if you don't have it and you're not an envision client, reach out to Ben, he'll drop you a coupon code as well. Uh, misconception four: house hacking multifamily brings the most
2: favorable returns. Yeah, this is a huge misconception because a lot of podcasts and YouTube channels promote by a two to four unit. That's the only way to house hack. You can only what? house hack a fourplex. Yeah, exactly. And like that's the ultimate return for every mar- every metro market. And the reality is. Uh, especially in our market of Denver Metro, it's one of the most expensive type of property is uh, multifamilies because investors buy it because they also like multifamilies. So you're competing against those investors. And for house hacking specifically, it isn't necessarily the better returns. Like Airbnb is a fantastic strategy that could achieve higher than returns than a multifamily and rent
0: by room. Question five, there are not any deals. I run numbers and nothing works. I feel like the last two we just talked about this. Just <laughs> we just talked five minutes, it. Yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, we already
2: talked go. about it. We just shown t- two ex- real deals in the last four months that uh, break that misconception.
0: Yeah. And keep in mind, like uh, obviously with higher interest rates, prices going up, it is harder to get the cash flow returns many people want, but it's still possible. Uh, but it's definitely balancing the market conditions, your goals, and your strategy. And we'll talk a lot more about this. So a couple of questions uh, popped up in here. Uh, Mike said, I've heard of Arvada is very short term rental friendly. Yes, it is. Are there other municipalities? <clears throat> yes, there are. So not in this uh, webinar, but in the I think the third one or fourth the third one about House High in Colorado, we'll do a deeper dive in, in geographic locations. You can also reach out to Ben. He keeps up to speed on a lot of the local municipalities for the STR rules and has a couple of Google docs with information on there. Um, someone says, I ask, would you need to qualify? This is referring to the grant program, I believe. Would you need to qualify for that and have enough income while bought as an investment? Can you use a different loan program, like a DSCR loan, as long as it cash flows? Um, so we'll go into a lot more details on this, the next webinar on the financing one. From a high level, you're mixing an investment loan with a owner occupied loan. So these loans we're referring to are not DSCR loans, which are typically more like cash flow or investor loans. Uh, since these are house acts and owner-occupied loans, we're going after the, the favorable owner occupied financing, and that's always a better uh, condition, or always a better loan program. And very few investor loan programs like DSCR will actually loan out to an, uh, an owner occupant. They want an investor in there. Um, Chris says, could you set the numbers on two examples? Uh, yeah, we will, we have more detailed underwriting on that. And in episode four, we'll do some very, very detailed underwriting. Uh, but yeah, we can get you that reach out to us. All right. So moving on to reaching, um, you guys are welcome. Definitely follow up and we'll get you the information reaching financial freedom. I mean, Jeff, like I said, you're the poster child for this with your house hack stack. Give us a two minute rundown on your story. And, uh, I mean. You're you're living your W two this year, man. Yes, yeah, I like that picture. I don't know how
2: you like with those fingers. <laughs> Thank you, Jules. <laughs> Great <laughs> picture, Jules. You, you do have happy hands in there.
1: <laughs> I know. I don't know what's going on with my fingers. Spear <laughs> fingers, yeah.
2: The two minute rundown basically is W two employee lived in my ideal condo, spiral staircase, duck pond next to it. Happy as can be with my Infiniti G thirty seven, everything I wanted. Uh, Ten miles a gallon, but it was a fun car. I don't and, know this, Jeff White.
1: Uh, it's, hard to, it's hard to picture this.
2: And basically sold that, read a chapter in a book about house hacking, two to four units. So I bought a four unit, uh, sold my condo, bought the four unit. And this was 2017? 17. 2017. Yeah, started in 2017. So about six years ago. And sold the condo, bought the four unit, uh, kept the, uh, sold the car too. Because I wanted to go all, all in, right? And basically... Like, rip off the band-aid. Started 2017 and decided like, hey, I'm going to make this work. This is the path I want to choose to uh, pursue financial freedom and basically just did house hack stacking. So every year around the one year mark, sometimes a little before, would uh, buy uh, a new property about one year later since that 2017 clock started. And we've done it up to house hack number seven as of December of last year. And the journey has been absolutely amazing. I can't thank my wife. Suleika, who hopefully is on here today. <laughs> uh, she's my secret weapon because she's allowed me to really just be able to accomplish more than I could even imagine. I, it's, it's gone so fast that I couldn't even... If you had told me in 2017, like, oh, I could be done in six years, I I ain't had a spreadsheet. It'd take me like 12 years. Mm-hmm. I was like, if I average 500 bucks cash flow, I'll get there in 12 years. And it's happened like pretty much half that time. So about six years, I'll be able to walk away from my W-2 and go all in as a realtor investor um, consultant for Envision.
0: Yeah, and I mean, to, to kind of highlight some stuff there, because yeah, I mean, Jeff's story is, is very powerful and it's not unique. Hmm. Um, and so a couple things here is he he did the things right. He was aggressive on his yearly house hack stacks. He did hit some market timing right with some great run in appreciation and rents, which, hey, if you start now, we're well, going get slightly lower returns now, but that's the way it works, not a big deal. But you stuck with it. And then also you were very uh, intentional about reviewing your house hack stack and maximizing rents. And You made a few trades along the way. So executing and then continually reviewing your strategy and your portfolio is the key to making it all work for you. And that is our goal with the webinar series and also with the Envision Advisors. So we'll be doing a much more deeper breakdown into just house hack stack in the last webinar on here and talk about what you need to know and also kind of go through some timeline and numbers and there's a lot of things that, you know, going from property two to three that you don't want to shoot yourself in the foot on. So mm-hmm. we'll go through a lot of uh, the tips and help you avoid some pitfalls. Um, great question here from Kimberly. She says, so you only need to live in a so property for one year before being able to turn it into a rental, not two years for tax benefits. This is a great question and something I should have clarified better in that first one. Uh, you're right. So when you buy an uh, buy a property with an owner occupant loan, the typical like FHA or five percent down conventional, there's I think usually page sixteen to nineteen the loan doc saying you live there for one year as a primary residence. Well, after that one year uh, is up, you're able to move out and convert to rental and get another loan to buy the next house act. So that one year rule is a lending guideline. That two year rule you're referencing is for capital gains, tax benefits, and they have nothing to do with one or the other. And that second one you're talking about, Kimberly, is something to keep in mind as you're building your house tax stack, because you've lived in the property for two out of five years, you can sell the property and exclude the capital gains. Um, so for what we're talking about, we're really focused on that one-year rule for the accumulation and quicker property buying. Um, we don't talk too much about the tax benefits. That's because a lot more complicated, but hopefully that brings it up or clarifies it. And helps you uh, get that straight. But great, great, great question. So personal finances. Uh, ben, I know this is a thing that you're always coaching and talking to clients on. Give us the, the rundown on what we need to know for financing and also just, hey, we're buying a half million dollar asset. What the hell do we do? Yeah.
1: Yes. All right. So this is one of my favorite topics to talk about. So first thing you want to do is talk to a lender as soon as possible, whether you're three months out or you're 12 months out. Talk to a lender, know what your buying power looks like. And the not just any lender, an investment-friendly lender. Because if you don't have your goal, or if you're not able to achieve what you're wanting to purchase, they'll be able to set up a business plan for you and work backwards. That's the benefit of an investment-friendly lender. Anyone listening on the webinar you need advice or a lender to talk to, reach out to me and I'll talk to you about it. All right, next is down payment and purchasing that, that property. So from personal experience, I can attest that start saving early and make it automated because you'll be surprised on how much you can save when you get down to it and know what your actual expenses are. So then fast forward to um, your operating funds for the the property. So this is when you're operating as a rental and you're starting to build your house hack stack. A good safe rule of thumb is six months p i t i or ten thousand dollars or whichever or whichever one is greater, so that means if you have a rental and you don't and and you don't receive uh rent for six months, you're able to pay for that out of pocket. It just helps me sleep at night, and it's just a great rule of thumb to go by. Um, it's also a matter of when not if you own real estate that's you I mean, beat me to it Chris. Just
0: things will go wrong. Mm-hmm. one's reality. be prepared for it. Yep. emotionally and checkbook wise. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, and actually a good, what I learned from Jeff is each rental property, just have your own individual savings savings account because you want to treat this as a business. It's the best way to do it. Have your own uh, checking account so you can manage your profit and loss statement. Yeah. All right, moving forward. Uh, another good safe uh, practice is do the same thing for your personal expenses. You lose your job, be able to, sp- be able to pay uh, six months uh, of your personal expenses if you do lose your job. And that will also build good practices and a good exercise to do to set you up for success for your next property down the road and continue building a house hack stack.
0: Yeah, great tips there. And uh, one thing that's very important with your personal finance, especially by the first property, is make sure you get a CPA that understands this as well, because all the ways that you report income or rent will structure into buying a property or qualifying for a loan. And there's a game there of tax savings or showing income and all that weaves in your personal finances. A little bit more advanced strategy there, but keep that in mind. Uh, A couple other comments I want to highlight on here. And this is from Allison, who's actually uh, Ben's (laughs) wife. She says, hey, just a shout out. Love these strategies. Short-term rentals have allowed me to be part-time stay-at-home mom and tune this webinar. Allison, you're a rock star. (laughs) Thank you for letting Ben drive in the snow today. Um, and we actually, uh, we should drop this in the follow-up notes. We did a really cool video walkthrough of your and Allison's, uh, new build, Yes, uh, we did Airbnb in Wheat Ridge Correct. a few months ago, yep. did one with one of Jeff's properties a few months mm-hmm. ago. We should drop those two because they're very unique, uh, properties, but you get kind of see, you get to meet the investors. And also what I liked about most is kind of get to see like, Hey, you guys are gung-ho and then Allison's, you know, the one step behind, they really receiving the benefit and she gets her input on there. And honestly, yep. it's a great win for her. So they're great, great stuff to check out and potentially share with your significant other if, they're, uh, if you're in the driver's seat on there. Well said. All right. So <clears throat> moving on to three-factor alignment. Uh, and this is something like I, I love kind of doing a 30,000-foot view. That is definitely where my, my strength and focus lies on. Is hey, what's, what's a few steps down the road? And it took me a long time to really come up with this, I say, balancing act. And you see on the slide there, there are three concentric circles, strategy, market, and goals. As you've heard us say numerous times, our answer is it depends on many factors. And really this is that visual of it depends. And what we wanna focus on is identifying your goals, your strategy, and your market, and then getting clarity on what you want and figuring out, hey, what's the guardrails for each one of those? And then within there, we usually find an overlap where all three of those circles overlap in there. That is that sweet spot. And that overlap is what we need to do to go out there and make sure that we can find a property that fits with your strategy and helps you with your goals. Now, all three of us, have, all three of us at this table have similar goals for financial freedom and having a big real estate portfolio. And our markets are here in Denver for a lot of parts. However, our strategies are different. Mm-hmm. Not right or wrong, it's just a fact of life and we're all in different phases of our investing career, Um, our personal lives, our families, all that. So it's about identifying those things and finding that overlap on there. So we'll dive into each one of those circles uh, for a minute here. And let's start with goals because this is the one you have to start with. Like the goals is where you want to go. This is where you plug in your destination to Google Maps. And there are many ways to get there. Um, And there's not just one way. So same thing with real estate. What are your goals? And all this is, all real estate and house hacking is, it's a vehicle to get you to your goals. That's all it is. And so your goal is your North star and that's what allows us yeah. to get there. So questions to ask, and these are just some high-level ones that, some key ones we ask our clients. Um, what are your long-term goals? Think five, 10, 20 years out and throw out some milestones. Hey, I would love, and I'd love to be able to have $10,000 a month in income in like 15 years to retire. Hey, in five years, we're probably going to start a family. It would be great for my wife to be part-time or be able yeah. to leave her job. So come up with those milestones and, you know, just write it out. Don't get too worried about the details and then work backwards. Hey, here's the big goal. And then, hey, what's your timeline for purchase? What's your budget? What type of numbers do you want to live there? Because uh, we have professionals or I should say investors in all, all across the spectrum from like, you know, uh, Young people, you know, pulling every dollar a year out of college, buying a house, getting five roommates to, uh, you know, high income earners that buy a property, live in it, and then move out after a year. Not right or wrong, but it really comes down to what their goals are. Uh, So identify those and make sure you have clarity on that. That is priority number one and helps avoid a lot of issues down the road. Next one is your strategy. Oh, and we just dropped a poll on there. Thank you, Jules. On do you regularly set goals for yourself? And I would love to hear in the chat box what's everyone's you know just long term cash flow goals are or next milestone. Just do a quick drop into there so we can see. So house hacking strategies, the second circle. I already started alluding to this. Is hey, are you going to be room by room? Do you want to buy multifamily? Do you want to do Airbnb? Like I know Jeff and Allison Airbnb, they love it. Um, I'm the opposite end of the spectrum. I don't really like Airbnb <laughs> to run it. And more often than not, I stay in hotels now versus Airbnbs. Um, So like not right or wrong, that's my preference. And so how do you want to live and what type of properties would work for you? And this were a properties and strategy, say Airbnb can work great, but Airbnb being a duplex in Denver County, those two do not work because that is against the law in Denver County. So there's a lot of nuanced overlap on there. Again, this is why it's really important to work with a team that knows the local rules and regulations. And so it just kind of comes down to what your strategy. So, hey, get a mother-in-law suite, get an ADU, get a, a basement that you can add a couple rooms to, do a short-term rental, do a multi-generational living, which is what I do. Mm-hmm. My wife's mother, then my wife and I and our two kids all live in the same roof. And we have a basement converted out to mother-in-law suite. Works really well for us. And so here's, uh, you know, property types, just the main ones we see here, single family homes, condos, townhomes, multifamilies, which is two to four units, and ADUs or accessory dwelling units. Uh, So talk about property types and strategies because rules, regulations, and also different lending programs. A lot of lending programs work for single family home, but can't work for a fourplex. So it gets very complex there. That's why we need to identify what works for you. Then we start playing the game. Hey, how do we make it all work?
1: Yeah, I'd say out of all of our clients, Chris, uh, 90, 95% of them fit into those top two categories of single family home house hacks or the town home house hacks.
0: And then market conditions. Now, I think the majority of us are in uh, the front range in Colorado because that's where, you know, most of our content and businesses are. But uh, some of the chat earlier is in Florida. So it really depends on the market here. So we are definitely going over like mostly Denver numbers and some general Colorado numbers as well, but different markets have different conditions as far as like cap rates, returns, price points, uh, what you can or can't do in terms of rental out. So, you know, we're going to be very focused on talking about the Denver and Colorado Springs markets since that's where a majority of our house acts happen and we have expertise there. But keep in mind, if you're in Florida or you're in Texas, you need to go out there and figure out what your market bears because we have people, oh, I want to buy a 12% cap rate property, (laughs) which is a very, very high performing rental property. Well, you know what? I would like a unicorn as well, but those don't exist in Denver. So it's getting reality hey, you want to do all this? Here is what we're seeing in Denver. Here's the range. Here's what you can expect. And if that doesn't match up with you, we got to stop before yep. we go out there and hunt properties because it's a waste of our time and your time. And we have to realign what your strategy is or say, you know what? You should look at a different market. Mm. It's not right or wrong, but we want to make sure you have realistic expectations and get the job done. Anything you'd add on there, guys, for those three? I mean, we talk about this all the time. You guys talk to clients. Yeah. And I could talk like three hours yeah. on
1: this. So, I think the biggest one is connect with your, your local experts, people that are doing this, people that are maybe one, two three years ahead of where you want to be talk with them they're in it they can kind of give you a reality check and talk with their goals and actually build a relationship um, with those people
2: now i would say one of the bet along those lines too is i i feel like the real estate especially house hacking yeah people doing uh those type strategies there's a small community of people Uh and people like to talk and a lot of people are so giving with information too so if you go to these meetups that we offer um you'll meet like-minded individuals and yep. just connect with them and they'll probably overshare information and you'll get all the information you, you, and then some about what, what your goal or strategies are and help align that. So you're better informed to make the best decision for your your own personal situation. Yeah.
0: So I'm going to re- have a couple of great comments and questions here. Uh, Jeremy says, Hey guys, I bought my first rent by the room house hack in March, 2021. Congrats. And he says, I'm having trouble qualifying for my second property because of debt to income, so I feel like I'm kind of stuck. I'm just using this time to knock out some debt. Lender suggested coming back in six months to a year. Any advice? Lots of advice. (laughs) Um, Definitely talk, tune in next week for the financing one, because this is not an uncommon issue you have. And it kind of comes down to how you can report income and also making sure you work talk with a lender too, because we've seen... Other people have used their lender from their primary residence or their, or their husband's or wife's brother's yeah. lender and the great lenders, but they don't know the house hacking game. And they buy property one, and depending on how they structure it or what type of finance they use, it's like, oh cool, it makes sense today, but then it sets them up for failure on property number two or that next chess move. Yeah. So this is why we like to do the strategy call and get people on with the right team. And I'll go and throw this up here. Um, if you want to do a sk- schedule free consultation with us, happy to do so. We love talking with people. Um, now, break it down in two main things: a strategy call for people that have not bought their first house hack yet, and then there's the second, which is a strategy call slash house hack stack overview, which is this is a review actually the performance and numbers of your other properties to look for opportunities, to look for ways to increase rents, uh, mac- and minimize expenses. Also talk about strategies here, what Jeremy is talking about. Hey, I've got these two or three properties. I'm thinking about doing this. Yep. What can we do? So depending on where you're at, we're happy to do a strategy call. So you can click that link, hit the QR code or just email one of us, and we'll hop on there and help you out. Um, I see a lot of questions or comments on here. Ditch my W-2. Way to go, Jack. Um, A lot of people <coughs> just getting certain income thresholds, um, paying off some debt. All great goals. And I see from the poll here that about 80% of people set goals regularly. Awesome. That is what winners do. So keep doing it. Those other 20%, I mean, I'm going to be very frank. Get your shit together and start writing down your goals. (laughs) Like, it's important. I say it's from, like, all investors know, all my business mentors, they write down goals, and they hold themselves accountable. Like, if you're not writing down your goals, you need a reality check on there. Write them down and start writing them down and executing. half the battle. So sorry to be blunt, but we (laughs) want results. Um, So let's talk about building your team here. Cause a couple of questions kind of come up into uh, the importance of building your team. And this is also just a message that's constantly set out there in real estate investing. And it's done so for good reason, because it's so important, like building your team. And really when it comes to house hacking, your two most important team members are your real estate agent and your lender. That is like your tier one team. You know, tier two will be insurance brokers, handymen, inspectors, uh, someone to come out, look at your roof, a title company. Those are all more like downstream and secondary. And if you have a good agent, a good lender, they will give you good recommendations for everything else because we see a lot of transactions. We see the good, the bad, the ugly. <laughs> and we, you know, we update our Rolodex recommendations based on people that do a good job. And we're like, wow, this person, this company, they used to do a good job. And, now they don't no to do a good job. We're going to stop recommending them. So my recommendation is to really focus on having a good agent and lender team. Um, I won't go through every bullet points here, but just to be, again, be very frank. Um, I've seen a lot of times over the years as we've talked with clients, you know, there's a lot of agents and lenders out there and there's a lot of great agents and lenders. There's also some not so great ones out yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Majority of lenders and agents out there are great at traditional owner-occupant hey, let's go buy your dream home or your next home yeah. for 10 years to start your family and Ben. but they don't understand the house hacking game. And so that's very important because if they don't understand that game, it uh, doesn't mean that they can't help you, but you are basically having an investment advisor help you go out there and buy a half-dollar asset. I personally want someone that knows that game, that can help me guide to it, to avoid pitfalls of buying something that doesn't work in a certain municipality, like buying a duplex to short-term rental in Denver. Like I had clients, oh, I bought this. I'm like, well, dude, you're not our client. I'm like, sorry, tough luck. Like I would've told you that like two years ago. Um, Or, you know, lending, I don't know Jeremy's background. He's talked earlier, but things like that to make sure you can play the chess game. So I'm a big fan of having people that have experience. Um, There's a lot of people that get into real estate as a broker or lender and they're new, and they might be your friend. They might be your spouse's friend. in my opinion, this is not the time to help a brand new person out. You're buying <laughs> one of the most expensive assets you'll buy in your lifetime. Um, get someone that's done it. That's not their first rodeo. Um, and then you're, you're buying a business asset. Make sure you have professionals with the experience and the right team and structure in place to do it. This is not a time to do favors to friends. Yeah. I, every single year, I have people that see this. Hey, thanks for information, guys. But you know, hey, my wife's sister got a real estate license. I want to support her. Great no issues here. And then six months later, they call us in a panic because they're under contract and the deal is blowing up under some inspection clause because frankly, their lender or their agent does not know how to handle. I'm like, Hey, number one, I legally can't yes, tell you. And number two, this is exactly what I told you six months ago. Dude, you, you, you picked your, you picked your team. You stick with it. Talk to me after this one. Then I can actually legally help you out. So again, I don't need to be self-serving here. Um, obviously there's a little bit, but I want to point out that, Hey, this is a very important decision and there's some high level stuff that I think is very important. Now, a couple of quick plugs here for Envision Advisors, cause this is our investor friendly brokerage in Colorado. And we really serve Denver Springs and Pueblo. We're about to be up in Northern Colorado in a little bit as well. we got a great, uh, great agent coming on board, but we have a very unique structure and majority of our transactions are investments. House hacking, house hacks, rentals, short term rentals. That's what we do. That's 80% of our transactions, um, majority of them. And that's what we focus on. So we're good on. And to do that, not only do we have the experience to help people do that, when people close on the property, we want to give you all the tools and resources to help you set yourself up for success. While as brokers, we get paid at the closing table and kind of like our quote unquote job is over, we are still your guide, your support network to make sure you can operate the next property. And also we want to earn your business to do the next transaction. And we always want to provide the most value to earn it. Um, and so we offer people when they close with us or their clients, a couple uh, programs, actually Ben and Jeff put together a short-term rental course and a self-management course and room by room course. And they saw both stuff that Ben and Jeff do personally. Mm-hmm. And they basically took all their spreadsheets and best practices and uh, oh wow! I learned that lesson. Lost a thousand dollars. Put that in there. Uh, we're very big on doing yearly portfolio analyses. This is kind of like your financial plan review. We look at come back and revisit your strategy and also your house hack stack. We also have a very immense rolodex. Um, like I said, from lenders, like we talked about that special grant program. We have a lot of special uh, rolodexes like that, and that's one of the few things we don't make public but we give to our clients because that is a big part of our secret weapon and value that we share with people. And we do a bunch of networking events as well, some private events. And then the big one that a lot of people don't know about is we spent about $10,000 the last three or four years on having uh, our attorney draft a lease. And this is for self-management and also room-by-room leasing, since room-by-rooms are really popular and the standard templates off the internet don't have room-by-room stuff. Uh, we give those leases away for free to our clients. It makes sense for us to spend $10,000 because we have economies of scale. It's very hard for an individual investor to spend $10,000. And frankly, you'd rather you put that money towards your next house act or keep your reserves account fat and healthy. So if you guys don't have an agent or not happy, we would love to earn your business. So we're always happy to talk about that, but we're also... Our main goal is provide as much content and value on these webinars as well. So if you are working with someone else, take it, apply it to your business. A lot of agents are on this webinar as well. Take the tidbits, apply it to your clients as well. We have an abundance mindset. I just wanna highlight what we do. So the home buying process, and this is a good one to follow, and I see some questions coming in here as well. Um, we start off with a discovery call. Like we just talked about, hey, let's do a discovery call and figure out your strategy. And those are three concentric circles. And then we kind of take you through a whole process to start, hey, we know where you wanna go, we know the market, let's underwrite some properties. And then you kind of get a feel for the market underwriting properties from your computer on your couch. You do that two or three times, get feedback from our team, you understand, oh, here's what I do, here's these assumptions, then go walk some properties. And this is like the first date. You go out there, walk some properties, go see what's out there, walk, talk, bring your spreadsheets, adjust numbers, see what this price point of rent does on this part of town or this busy street. And it becomes an iterative process. We do that once or twice, tremendous clarity, and then we go into active hunt mode. We go out there, and this is where like we are really, really good. Go out there, start looking for investment properties, and we're speedy. And since we've done so much prep work, we can be speedy and aggressive on the offer, which we like to do because in Colorado, we used state standardized contracts that are very buyer-friendly. Now, if you get into a property, a lot of like, hey, this doesn't check out. Or I don't like it there. You know, there's a lot of reasons, legitimate reasons you can terminate the contract and get your earnest money back. So we have found humongous success in the more prep we do, the faster we can write offers and the better deals going to under contract with our terms because we have clarity and we have speed. And when you put it out there where other people don't have it, we look better. Um... And then after we get the property closed, then you kind of go into our retention program, which is the portfolio analyses, the coaching, the courses, how do you operate it? Hey, talk to this person, use this person. So definitely like to give people as much value as possible. Um, So a couple of great comments here I wanna uh, chime in on or- Jeff, they're uh, singing your praise. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Peter said, howdy guys, Jeff White helped me buy my first house at Urvada, December, 2021. It's been fantastic. Jeff, you're the man. Amen. Thanks, Peter. <laughs> uh, he said, I just quit my job to freelance full time to start my own business. It'll, end up, it'll be uh, very lucrative in comparison to my previous nine to five. I want to be buy my next house sack in the later half of next year. Any tips for providing a stable income when things are kind of up and down as a freelancer? So we'll go in a lot more detail on this next week, uh, Peter. Um, but from a high level... Before anyone quits their job, talk to the lender first and kind of get a clear picture on that. Yeah. Because a lot of times there might be like one to two year uh, qualification rule. But Peter will wrote a lot more details on that next week with some actionable steps on there. But in the meantime, reach out to me and Jeff and we can definitely give you some like personalized insight. And we might just actually use use a case study next week as well. Um, if that's allowed. There you go. Um, so Jacob says, hey, great webinar. Jeff helped me close my first property uh, April 22. It's been great living rent-free since everything is stabilized. I just finished taxes and was pretty disappointed on the return. According to my CPA, he's taking many of the expenses and expense improvements, furnishings, and rolling into depreciation, which he claims is better because of the $25,000 single year write-off cutoff. Um... Very nuanced on there, Jacob. I would say, make sure your CPA is uh, familiar with rental properties. We can give you a couple recommendations that the three of us use need help. Yep. But email us offline, and we can have a, a little more detailed conversation, and give you insight. But it gets to be very, uh, you know, we are not tax experts or CPAs, and there's different ways to underwrite things, and there's definitely a lot of CPAs that understand rental properties or self-employed businesses. Yeah. So we've often oftentimes seen miscommunications. So we can give you some more level, uh, higher-level stuff on there. But I also recommend talking to a couple of CPAs. Um, might be tough right now mm-hmm. since we're in getting a tax season. Yeah. Um, but I would definitely talk to some CPAs and give you some resources for education. Can you guys explain this? Give me some examples of first property and the tax returns you received on them. We'll do that in a future one. So I see a lot of questions on taxes and CPAs on that stuff. We'll go into that in the, the financing webinar and the House Hacking Stack webinar for yep. some more advanced strategies. So so stay tuned, guys. If you have immediate questions, reach out to us offline as well I'm just being mindful of time and topics. And I mean, we'll spend a half an hour talking on that as well. <laughs> so um, I know I kind of talked there for a few, uh, few minutes, guys. Any things that you want to highlight or touch on as we kind of start closing out this first webinar? Yeah, I would say... From this uh, 30,000-foot
2: view, basically, house hacking is that powerful. I would say for all of us here, we do different forms of it. Chris does multi-generational, rent into his actual mother-in-law, which I find so cool. I never heard of a mother-in-law apartment that actually has a mother-in-law in in there. Uh, And then Ben does Airbnb. (laughs) And I do rent-by-room and long-term rentals. So each strategy works for all of us. But that's the thing is we figured out a long time ago, before we even started... What's tra- what's what's our goals? What's stra- like meeting the strategy goals, um, and market all bringing them all those circles together, and that's really it. Doesn't have to be perfect. Like for me, I thought I'd just buy a bunch of multifamilies, and that was my one strategy. I was stuck on, and then I adapted after that first one and said, okay, you know what's the alternative? I still want to be flexible, so I want to move. Can I still achieve higher returns? And the answer was yes. And I adapted the strategy, but just going back to the original goals and just meeting those, those circles together.
0: And that's really important to come on. It's like, hey, come up with your goals, your plans, all that. That is a static slice in time. And just started in 2017, and 2016. You know, we all have our start dates. and That's why every year you're gonna review things. Your goals change, your properties change, your marketing changes. And so uh, pivoting and adapting is the name of the game. It's not a bad thing. And do your plan and realize, hey, in a year, two, three, four, five years, it will change. And that's allowed to. Um, we're not like politicians We're it's horrible to change what you said 10 years ago. Uh, we're allowed to adapt. That is how you become successful. That's what all su- successful investors do. Um, so I see a couple questions in here. Jacob says he's using Jeff's CPA. Uh, so yes, I agree. You're probably in great hands, Jacob. Uh, send me a message too, or me and Jeff, there might be some stuff. We'll talk about this next week, but I'll send you some stuff early on about real estate, the rep status. I think that's what your CPA is talking about. And so there's some education I recommend you do and then figure out what you can do and, you know, what you can do to actually get some maybe some more write-offs. Uh, Peter says, same time for next week for the webinar.
1: I, th- I think it is, right, guys? Yeah, should be. <laughs> next next Wednesday at noon.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, next Wednesday. at noon. I think all our webinars are Wednesdays at noon. Yep. Um, Yeah. Right. They
1: are a bunch of webinars yesterday. You sign up for this webinar. It automatically signs you up for all of them and adds it to your calendar. So everyone in here, we'll see it. We'll expect everyone in there next week.
0: Yeah. Peter says he's driving. Uh, He'll miss it. Dang. Hey, no worries. The recording's usually up a few hours later. Uh, Obviously we love having you here live. We know how that goes. Yeah. So next week is the second webinar and it is going to go down into financing. And I'm actually really excited about this webinar because it's kind of the boring stuff, but also this is how you get some of these crazy returns of like triple digit returns or people down 3 dollars yeah. because there's so many misconceptions about uh, loan programs. And there's also no one lender with the magic loan programs. And so we have a big deck of lenders. We have our go-to ones. And based on conditions, income, goals, locations, we're like, hey, you know what? This lender has a special program here. Hey, you want to do a new build? Hey, these new build communities have a special interest rate buy down. Oh, you're in this part of town? Here's a grant program. Oh, you want to do this? Hey, this lender does a point reduction. Like we are not lenders and we don't play one, but we can give you some high level stuff and have you say, hey, here's two, three, four ones to go talk to. See which lender and lending program is right for you. Because um, we want to get, the, we don't get the deal done with you, but help you maximize your financing. Because that's how you get these like juiced returns. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see here. Any questions? Start typing them in here. And of course, if you guys want to do a free consultation, QR code it, email us. Uh, we're happy to chat. And I'm gonna go through here and see a, if we have any questions here and answer the last couple of minutes. A lot of tax stuff. I think we need to, yep. I think we should do some more tax stuff in our yeah. webinars uh, going forward. So we'll, we'll incorporate that on there. That's really good feedback, guys. Um, and just want to give a big shout out to our sponsors. Like a big thank you to them. Uh, you know, Envision Advisors, we're driving a lot of this content. A lot of our sponsors on here as well. They are key people we recommend. Ben, can you give a quick shout out to our sponsors here and a quick uh who is who
1: and who does what? Yes, I can. I'm gonna go on my screen so I can see a little bit. So taxes, Argon and Argon, Argonaut taxes. That's the that's the one Jeff and I use. Yep. Uh, great resource for uh invest for house hacking taxes, uh, electrician, power, electrical services, excellent, excellent resource out there. That's came from our agents, uh, law mother. If you're needing, if you're interested in protecting your assets and setting up a trust, I went through the program. It's definitely worth it to, if you're to protect your family and protect your assets, definitely worth it. And then another one on their three pillars law that, uh, Byron helped me personally set up my LLC and all my uh, my um, agreements. Great resource as well. So thank you for them out there.
0: Yeah, they're they're all great. We'll have all their contact details, and we'll kind of also talk about as we go through more webinars and specific uh, stories and transactions. We'll actually weave in how these were key members in getting yep. uh, a job done, a goal achieved, or a lot of times just solving a problem. Um, awesome guys. Well, we see, uh, lots of thank yous. Thank you guys for coming out. Um, had a phenomenal time. We'll see you next Wednesday at noon. We'll send out the information with recordings, some follow-up details. If you have any questions, email us or hop on the, uh, the calendar with us, do a strategy call. We are here to help you out and achieve your goals and dreams. So thank you, webinar attendees. And then Ben and Jeff, thank you guys. And oh, thank you, cute. Jules, who sitting behind the scenes that he does <laughs> thank so you, much. Jules. Thanks,
2: Jules. Thanks, Jules. Thanks, everyone. Bye, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.